This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For further information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The King That Was Not From Time and the Gods by Lord Dunsany. The King That Was Not the land of Runazar hath no king, nor ever had one, and this is the law of the land of Runazar, that seeing that it hath never had a king, it shall not have one for ever. Therefore in Runazar the priests hold sway, who tell the people that never in Runazar hath there been a king. Althazar, king of Runazar, and lord of all lands nearby, commanded for the closer knowledge of the gods, that their images should be carven in Runazar, and in all lands nearby. And when Althazar's command, wafted abroad by trumpets, came tinkling in the ear of all the gods, right glad were they at the sound of it. Therefore men quarried marble from the earth, and sculptors busied themselves in Runazar, to obey the edict of the king. But the gods stood by starlight on the hills where the sculptors might see them, and draped the clouds about them, and put upon them their divinest air, that the sculptors might do justice to Pegana's gods. Then the gods strode back into Pegana, and the sculptors hammered and wrought, and there came a day when the master of sculptors took audience of the king, saying, Althazar, king of Runazar, high lord, moreover, of all the lands nearby, to whom be the gods benignant. Humbly have we completed the images of all such gods as were in thine edict named. Then the king commanded a great space to be cleared among the houses in his city, and there the images of all the gods were born and set before the king, and there were assembled the master of sculptors and all his men, and before each stood a soldier bearing a pile of gold upon a jewelled tray, and behind each stood a soldier with a drawn sword pointing against their necks, and the king looked upon the images, and lo, they stood as gods with the clouds all draped about them, making the sign of the gods, but their bodies were those of men, and lo, their faces were very like the king's, and their beards were as the king's beard, and the king said, these be indeed Pegana's gods. And the soldiers that stood before the sculptors were caused to present to them the piles of gold, and the soldiers that stood behind the sculptors were caused to sheathe their swords. And the people shouted, These be indeed Pegana's gods, whose faces we are permitted to see by the will of Althazar the king, to whom be the gods benignant. And heralds were sent abroad through the cities of Runazar, and of all the lands nearby, proclaiming of the images, These be Pegana's gods. But up in Pegana the gods howled with wrath, and Mung leant forward to make the sign of Mung against Althazar the king. But the gods laid their hands upon his shoulder, saying, Slay him not, for it is not enough that Althazar shall die who hath made the faces of the gods to be like the faces of men, but he must not even have ever been. Then said the gods, Spake we of Althazar, a king? And the gods said, Nay, we spake not. And the gods said, Dreamt we of one Althazar? And the gods said, Nay, we dreamt not. But in the royal palace of Runazar, Althazar, passing suddenly out of the remembrance of the gods, became no longer a thing that was, or had ever been. 
and by the throne of Althazar lay a robe, and near it lay a crown, and the priest of the gods entered his palace, and made it a temple of the gods, and the people coming to worship said, Whose was this robe, and to what purpose is this crown? And the priests answered, The gods have cast away the fragment of a garment, and lo, from the fingers of the gods hath slipped one little ring. And the people said to the priests, Seeing that Runazar hath never had a king, therefore be ye our rulers, and make ye our laws in the sight of Pegana's gods. End of The King That Was Not The Cave of Kai The pomp of crowning was ended, the rejoicing had died away, and Khanazar, the new king, sat in the seat of the kings of Avaron to do his work upon the destinies of men. His uncle, Khanazar the Lone, had died, and he had come from a far castle to the south, with a great procession, to Ilaun, the citadel of Averon, and there they had crowned him king of Averon and of the mountains. And, Lord, if there be aught beyond those mountains, of all such lands as are, but now the pomp of the crowning was gone away, and Khanazar sat afar off from his home, a very mighty king. Then the king grew weary of the destinies of Averon, and weary of the making of commands. So Khanazar sent heralds through all the cities, saying, Hear! The will of the king! Hear! The will of the king of Averon and of the mountains, and Lord, if there be aught beyond those mountains, of all such lands as are. Let there come together to Ilaun all such as have an art in secret matters. Hear! And there gathered together in Ilaun the wise men of all the degrees of magic, even to the seventh, who had made spells before Khanazar the lone. And they came before the new king in his palace, placing their hands upon his feet. Then said the king to the magicians, I have a need. And they answered, the earth touches the feet of the king in token of submission. But the king answered, My need is not of the earth, but I would find certain of the hours that have been, and sundry days that were. And all the wise folks were silent, till there spake out mournfully the wisest of them all, who made spells in the seventh degree, saying, The days that were, and the hours, have winged their way to Mount Agdora's summit, and there, dipping, have passed away from sight, not ever to return, for haply they have not heard the king's command. Of these wise folks are many things chronicled. Moreover, it is set in the writing of the scribes how they had audience of King Khanazar, and of the words they spake, but of their further deeds there is no legend. But it is told how the king sent men to run and pass through all the cities, till they should find one that was wiser even than the magicians that had made spells before Khanazar the lone. Far up the mountains that limit Averon, they found Siran the prophet among the goats, who was none of the degrees of magic, and who had cast no spells before the former king. Him they brought to Khanazar, and the king said unto him, I have a need. And Siran answered, Thou art a man? And the king said, Where lie the days that were, and certain hours? And Siran answered, These things lie in a cave afar from here, and over the cave stands sentinel one Kai. 
and this cave Kai hath guarded from the gods and men since ever the beginning was made. It may be that he shall let Khanazar pass by. Then the king gathered elephants and camels that carried burdens of gold, and trusty servants that carried precious gems, and gathered an army to go before him and an army to follow behind, and sent out horsemen to warn the dwellers of the plains that the king of Avaron was afoot. And he bade Siran to lead to that place where the days of old lie hid, and all forgotten hours. Across the plain and up Mount Agdora, and dipping behind its summit, went Khanazar the king, and his two armies, who followed Siran. Eight times the purple tent with golden border had been pitched for the king of Averon, and eight times it had been struck, ere the king and the king's armies came to a dark cave in a valley dark, where Kai stood guard over the days that were. And the face of Kai was as a warrior that vanquisheth cities, and burdeneth himself not with captives, and his form was as the forms of gods, but his eyes were the eyes of beasts, before whom came the king of Averon, with elephants and camels bearing burdens of gold, and trusty servants carrying precious gems. Then said the king, Yonder, behold my gifts, give back to me my yesterday with its waving banners, my yesterday with its music and blue sky and all its cheering crowds that made me king, the yesterday that sailed with gleaming wings over my Averon. And Kai answered, pointing to his cave, Thither, dishonest and forgot, thy yesterday slunk away, and who amid the dusty heap of the forgotten days shall grovel to find thy yesterday? Then answered the king of Averon, and of the mountains, and lord, if there be aught beyond them, of all such lands as are, I will go down on my knees in yon dark cave, and search with my hands amid the dust, if so I may find my yesterday again, and certain hours that are gone. And the king pointed to his piles of gold that stood where elephants were met together, and beyond them to the scornful camels, and Kai answered, the gods have offered me the gleaming worlds and all as far as the rim, and whatever lies beyond it as far as the gods may see, and thou comest to me with elephants and camels. Then said the king, Across the orchards of my home there hath passed one hour, whereof thou knowest well, and I pray to thee, who wilt take no gifts borne upon elephants or camels, to give me of thy mercy one second back, one grain of dust that clings to that hour in the heap that lies within thy cave. And at the word mercy Kai laughed, and the king turned his armies to the east. Therefore the armies returned to Averon, and the heralds before them cried, Here cometh Hanazar, king of Averon, and of the mountains, and lord, if there be aught beyond those mountains, of all such lands as are. And the king said to them, Say rather that here comes one greatly wearied, who, having accomplished naught, returneth from a quest forlorn. So the king came again to Averon. But it is told how there came into Ilaun one evening, as the sun was setting, a harper with a golden harp, desiring audience of the king. And it is told how men led him to Khanazar, who sat frowning alone upon his throne. To whom, said the harper, I have a golden harp, and to its strings have clung like dust, some seconds out of the forgotten hours, and little happenings of the days that were. And Khanazar looked up, 
and the harper touched the strings, and the old forgotten things were stirring again, and there arose a sound of songs that had passed away, and long since voices. Then when the harper saw that Khanazar looked not angrily upon him, his fingers tramped over the cords as the gods tramp down the sky, and out of the golden harp arose a haze of memories, and the king, leaning forward and staring before him, saw in the haze no more his palace walls, but saw a valley with a stream that wandered through it, and woods upon either hill, and an old castle standing lonely to the south. And the harper, seeing a strange look upon the face of Khanazar, said, Is the king pleased who lords it over Avaron and the mountains, and if there be aught beyond them, over all such lands as are? And the king said, Seeing that I am a child again in a valley to the south, how may I say what may be the will of the great king? When the stars shone high over Ilaun, and still the king sat staring straight before him, all the courtiers drew away from the great palace, save one that stayed, and kept one taper burning, and with them went the harper. And when the dawn came up through the silent archways, into the marble palace, making the taper pale, the king still stared before him, and still he sat there, when the stars shone again clearly and high above Ilaun. But on the second morning the king arose, and sent for the harper, and said to him, I am king again, and thou that hast the skill to stay the hours, and mayest bring again to men their forgotten days, thou shalt stand sentinel over my great to-morrow, and when I go forth to conquer Ziman Ho, and make my armies mighty, thou shalt stand between that morrow and the cave of Kai, and haply some deed of mine, and the battling of my armies shall cling to thy golden harp, and not go down dishonoured into the cave." For my to-morrow, who, with such resounding stride, goes trampling through my dreams, is far too kingly to herd with forgotten days in the dust of things that were. But on some future day, when kings are dead, and all their deeds forgotten, some harper of that time shall come, and from those golden strings awake those deeds that echo in my dreams, till my to-morrow shall stride forth among the lesser days, and tell the years that Khanazar was a king. And answered the harper, I will stand sentinel over thy great to-morrow, and when thou goest forth to conquer Zimanho, and make thine armies mighty, I will stand between thy morrow and the cave of Kai, till thy deeds and the battling of thine armies shall cling to my golden harp, and not go down dishonoured into the cave, so that when kings are dead and all their deeds forgotten, the harpers of the future time shall awake from these golden cords those deeds of thine. This will I do. Men of those days that be skilled upon the harp tell still of Khanazar, how that he was king of Avaron and of the mountains, and claimed lordship of certain lands beyond, and how he went with armies against Zimanho, and fought great battles, and in the last gained victory, and was slain. But Kai, as he waited with his claws to gather in the last days of Khanazar, that they might loom enormous in his cave, still found them not, and only gathered in some meaner deeds, and the days and hours of lesser men, and was vexed by the shadow of a harper that stood between him and the world.
End of The Caves of Kai from Time and the Gods by Lord Dunsany